It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast of the Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit AtlantaHomesGuru.com forward slash radio. DHS uh, says this, the numbers in these reports never look good out of context. I just want to understand why you refuse to give me an unopened beverage can. She said, well, it's because you would use it as a weapon. More people have an unfavorable view of Clinton, 50% than at any time since 2001. Everybody understands that 95% of the TSA activity is a farce and a kabuki theater. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Every day, he always had a secret from morning till night. Um, Caitlin doesn't have any secrets. I'm free. Good morning, it's 905 at News Radio 1067. Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad. I'm sorry. I just, as soon as I said renowned spoiler of women, I got my brain just went, does, does that include Caitlyn Jenner? And I don't, uh, I don't know. I got, I'm so conflicted about a story that I would have absolutely no interest in if it weren't for the fact that the media are pounding me. With this story, you have to take the Caitlyn Jenner story seriously. You have to. This is news. This is important. This is profound. He's a here. She's a hero. <sighs> really? <laughs> I, I got to tell you, to the average person who's sitting in the car stuck in traffic right now, thanks to Greg Talmadge, it's all his fault. The average person who's at work right now, surreptitiously listening on iHeartRadio or NewsRadio67.com, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner means nothing. He's she's a reality show joke who was a reality show joke three years ago, two years ago. Nothing has changed for I, I at least I think normal people. And I, I, I don't know. So obviously, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner is going to take him or herself very, very seriously because it's in his in her this person's interest to do show so, every so. day. He always had a secret. From morning till night. Um, Caitlin doesn't have any secrets. As soon as the Vanity Fair cover comes out, I'm free. Did you notice that Caitlin referred to Bruce as he, that guy over there, that other person than me? Yeah. So you've, have you seen the Vanity Fair photo? First of all, uh, we're going to play a little game that every guy in the history of the universe has played. The game is called Hot or Not. Or... Uh, on the list, yes or no? And, and ladies, I, I, I keep pres- I presume that women know how men work. My lovely bride, Buttercup, reminds me all the time that I that they don't because she says stuff to me. I'm just looking at her like what? Like we're uh, 
flat. We're going through the channels, you know, the remote, and all of a sudden I'll hit something that has a female type visage with bosomular activity, and I'll just stop. I don't care. I don't. It's a commercial. It's a infomercial. It's a, a show. I, it's something I've never watched. And she just looks like, you just stopped because you wanted to see her boobs. Yeah. Did you really just? Yes. Yes. And then we have to have this long explanation about why do guys care about women's breasts? Lady, it's evolution. There's nothing I can do about it. That's just the way human beings work. So I want to ask you this honest question. And I know it's hard to give an honest answer at 844-404-1067. But you've seen the photo by now. I know you have because the Vanity Fair cover is everywhere. You would think that this is the next president of the United States. Take away the Bruce, Caitlyn, Jenner part. Just take, imagine if somehow you could wipe out the identity and all you had was that photo of a person. You know nothing about her. Hot or not? 844-404-1067. Is she on the list? And got, okay, let me explain to women. Um, every guy has in his mind a kind of a yes, no binary clicker or a switch or a list. You walk past a woman and immediately in your brain, it goes doable, yes or no. And they're either on the doable list or they're not on the doable list. And just so you know, ladies, about 89% of you are on the doable. I mean, it was, it's, I'm the real, not the, we have a doable list we tell our friends and coworkers, but then there's the actual doable list that's the real one. And almost every woman, it's like the line out of When Harry Met Sally, no, we pretty much want to do them too. Yeah, and it's just the way human beings work. And so this is what I want to know from guys, from men, at 844-404-1067, not knowing anything about the woman, the person on the cover of Vanity Fair, when you saw the picture, would you think hot or not? Yes or no? Attractive or not? Uh, I, I, according to the people in the media, you think she's gorgeous. He's, she, uh, Caitlin Bruce Jenner is gorgeous. I mean, I, all I can think is... For a guy, she looks really good. I mean, that's the that's the best way I can put it. For a guy, she looks great. For a woman, not so much. But for a guy, I mean, uh, you know, if you made if you tried to make a woman out of me, you just it'd just be sad. It would just be really you would not have a lot to work with. And so maybe there's something like that. But uh, maybe I should phrase the question the way that Brandon, my executive producer, phrases it, which is. Have you ever hooked up with someone less attractive than Kate? That's a mean question, Brandon. It, it, it involves us looking deep into our souls and, and being honest. But that really is the question is hot or not, yes or no, 844-404-1067. Definitely out of the demo, no doubt about it. I mean, the, all 65 years of Bruce, Caitlyn Jenner, 65 years, I think, are in that photo. But for a 65-year-old guy, that's an attractive woman. 844-404-1067. But then there's the other question that this raises is how did this reality TV show joke become a hero? And when I say hero, I'm not being facetious. Right now, the members of the elite media, we're going to tell you how to think and what to think establishment have decided that Caitlin Bruce Jenner is a hero.
Caitlyn Jenner's first public appearance is just around the corner. Less than a couple hours after her debut in Vanity Fair magazine, it's been announced that Caitlyn will receive the Arthur Ashe Courage Award at this year's ESPYs. The award honors those with strength in the face of adversity, courage in the face of peril, and the willingness to stand up for their beliefs, no matter what the cost. The Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Some other people have received the award in the past. Pat and Kevin Tillman. People who die in combat. Todd Beamer. Let's roll. Remember bringing down the fourth plane when they found out what was going on on 9-11 and they sacrificed their lives to bring down the plane. Remember them? Howard Cosell for trying to fight the racism surrounding Muhammad Ali, standing up for him when no other people, when so few other people would, fighting racism. Muhammad Ali himself. So, and Nelson Mandela. So this is the list according to the modern media elites of today. Their list is Muhammad Ali, Todd Beamer, Pat Tillman, Nelson Mandela, and Bruce Caitlin Kardashian, whatever the hell his name is. Do you think he belongs on this list? And what does it say to you about the insistence of the uh, the uh, media elite culture that they are going to, pardon the in, uh, uncomfortable metaphor, shove this down your throat no matter what? This isn't about hating people, loving people, good or bad, but it is about watching an agenda being forced on people to try to get you to believe something that you know is not true. And this is the absolute natural truth that everybody knows about Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. Nobody wishes him ill. Nobody, everyone wants him to be happy, but the guy has problems. This is not a newly discovered woman. This is a guy with problems. But you're not allowed to say that. You have to say that it's a beautiful woman who's a hero after being a reality TV show joke for a decade. 844-404-1067 is the phone number. It's Conversation Radio. I can't wait to hear from you. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Like a lady. 844-404-1067. You've seen the photo of the Vanity Fair cover coming out of Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. And the first question, guys, honest question. You're in a bar. That individual walks in. You don't know anything about them, their background, nothing. Do you buy him a drink? Do you sidle over to chat him up? Yes or no? 844-404-1067. And I'd be, uh, I'm curious to know what you think of this decision to award uh, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner with a Courage Award. He's being honored by the, for the ESPYs from ESPN, the ESPY Award. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the people who've won it, Todd Beamer, Pat Tillman, Nelson Mandela, and now uh, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner. And just because I never paid any attention, so I had to kind of go back and look at it. Can I just remind everybody who Bruce Jenner was before two months ago? For... Almost 10 years, Bruce Jenner was the sad, pathetic hanger-on joke on the Kardashians. 
you had this bizarre family that had become celebrities that no one could explain why because they have no skills. They don't do anything. Fine buttocks. I absolutely concur. Smoking hot buttocks. But the, so you have this Kardashian show, this reality freak show. And Bruce was the leftover side droopy dogs, you know, hanger on whose only celebrity was that he was hanging out with pseudo celebrities who were less pseudo celebrity than he was. That's who Bruce Jenner was. Now, that doesn't make him a good person, bad person. I don't, I'm not casting judgment. I'm just trying to remind everybody. This is not a guy who devoted his life to courage or fighting for people's rights or putting himself out on the line. This is a guy who was a uh, uh, last uh, uh, socially relevant during the Carter administration who managed to claw his way back to some tiny bit of pseudo-celebrity and now is has been declared, and you shall obey, you shall view him, her, as a hero. You shall. You shall honor. You shall. Let me tell you something. You can bully me all you want, my friends, and NBC, CNN, media, whatever you want. I have, I'm a normal human, well, I'm not normal. I know many normal human beings. And a guy who waits till he's 65 to become a girl and all the impact it has on his family and everything is strange, is odd, is to use the technical term deviant. That means he deviates from the norm. Doesn't mean he's bad, just means he deviates from the norm. Uh, People who have uh, sexual identity issues have a, uh, uh, this dysphagia is an actual you know, mental health issue. And for decades, they were treated for it. They were like, how can I help? Doctors said, how can I help you find a way to align what you are because you are a guy with how you feel? Now, I know that sometimes you feel like a woman trapped inside a man's body. Why? Because I get the menstrual cramps real hard. Um, I understand that. But he's he's just a guy with a problem. He's a freak show sidekick from reality TV who's got a problem. But because his problem aligns with the we shall change how Americans feel about sex, about family, about fundamental values, we shall change it. The media drag this guy gal up and say, look, the hero. There's nothing heroic about this guy at all. And I, I never thought I would ever say the phrase, I feel sorry for a Kardashian but you got to wonder about Chris, with a K, of course, the mother of Kim, Chloe, Kylie, who am I leaving out, that soccer boy, Kendall, Chloe, Chloe with a K, Claghorn, Leghorn, Carfia, Kamoji, and all the other Ks. In, but that's another thing, too. Bruce, dude, if you're going to go Caitlyn... Do it with a K. You know, if you're just gonna be, if, you, if you're gonna go the 14 year old Hello Kitty backpack route as a 65 year old man to get your name, do it with a K. Just just join the mob, join the crowd here. But she says, "quote Why would you want to be married and have kids if this is what you wanted since you were a little boy?" Very good question. Um, Jenner says that she he was a solid B cup when he first met, and that Chris. His wife knew about his proclivities. She says, no, absolutely not. 
uh, there was, quote, a bit of a man boob situation. Nobody mentioned a gender issue. I never saw him cross dress in front of me. Only that, quote, somebody mentioned that at one point in his life he liked to dress up. Bruce says no, that they had a deal about him cross dressing, roaming around the house. Uh, There are all kinds of words you can use to describe this scenario. I can't find a place to put hero in there anywhere. Am I wrong? 844-404-1067. Drew, you're on the air with Michael Graham. How are you doing this morning? This is fine. Right ahead. And so my two cents on this is I don't think, you know, Jenner deserves the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Everyone else has won that, has done it for selfless reasons. They've mm-hmm. done it for things they've done for other people to help, you right. know, really, really help them out. But what Jenner's done here has been a completely self selfish act. It's been strictly for Bruce slash Caitlin. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't done for anybody else. This wasn't done for all the other people out there struggling with gender, gender sure. identity. This was done strictly just for him slash herself. Let me ask you this. If there were zero publicity for this, would it be happening? If nobody cared at all, if he were literally living in a cabin in Montana and no one would ever know about the switcheroo, do you think that he would be doing it? I don't know if this is something that he has been really struggling with as a kid. I don't I think assume, so. I think I this is all so, for but... show, dude. I think this is oh. all pure showbiz. He finally got a little taste of celebrity. He was fading. Chris was dumping him and all that other crap that I don't care about on reality TV that my wife watches. This is a guy desperate not to find his place in the world as a woman, but to find his place in the world as a celebrity. That's what he's eating up with a spoon. 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Graham. Good morning. It's 935. I am Michael Graham. Stay tuned for your chance to win Braves tickets. The Braves versus the Padres on Thursday, June 11th. They're having a business Okay, we don't say businessman's special anymore, right? But businesswoman's special is a—it's a noon game, is what it is. But I, I, I got the—I got the, I got the solution, solution right here. They're having a business gender special. Business gender? Would that do it? They're having a business gender special. All persons invited, and uh, your chance to win those tickets coming up later on the show, and your chance to win tickets to see Barry Manilow in concert this Thursday night. So you got to keep it right here on The Natural Truth. The phone number, 844-404-1067. i got about 150 more things I want to say about the uh, uh, Bruce Jenner story or Caitlyn Jenner story. But the two key questions, number one, do you think he's a hero? He's being honored with the ESPY Award for his heroism, the same award that Nelson Mandela got. Do you, does that make sense to you? 844-404-1067. Number two, you've seen the picture. Take away what you know. Imagine you were just looking at the person, hot or not. Yes or no, on the doable list, yes or no, you tell me. Let's go to Jarrah. Jarrah, thank you for the call. You're on the air. Hey, how's everything going in Atlanta today? Terrific. Hey, I uh, just wanted to comment on the Jenner story. I'm a trans girl from Omaha, Nebraska. I came out before this thing was popular. And as far as the hot or not, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with hot on that. I mean, she you looks a lot so? better than I do. Well, Yeah, I do. I, I do. I really do. <laughs> well, for like I said, for a 65-year-old guy, she looks pretty good. For a 65-year-old guy. Right, let, me, let me ask right, you this. But right. so, so how many years ago did you make the switch? Uh, I came out about five years ago, and I've been working on this for five years. And it, it's, a, it's a journey. It's a mm-hmm. process. 
I uh, mean, there's a lot that's not understood about this. So I I assume that you had some tough events, some tough challenges going through this. Oh yeah, father of three. I got two kids in college. I got wow. an eight year old. Um, you know, uh, one of my best friends is Kristen Beck, uh, 20 year Navy SEAL. She's transgender. And there's, I mean, there's so many things that are that are out there that just, you know, people are are banking on the celebrity and the media is just killing this thing. You know, I hope I hope that Bruce uses this or Caitlin now, as she wants to be called, is using this as you know a, a positive thing because, you know, the hormones aren't going to change her voice. The hormones aren't going to change mine, and I'm not going to disguise myself. Um, you know, I I live I live and breathe in a world just like. Just like she does, just like Kristen does, just like 2.9 million other transgender people do. But yeah, as far as the hot, yeah, she looks good for for, Let me for her age. When you when you had to tell your kids, how how did how did that work? It's a slow process. You you introduce them uh, to this very slowly. You don't you don't just uh, wake up one morning and say, "Hey, everybody, Dad's going to be a girl." Um, you, you work with your family. You go through counseling. You you do this in a positive way because otherwise you get so bogged down in all the negative crap. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm not to dig too deeply, but I mean, I don't, I can't use Bruce Caitlyn Jenner as an example because do you agree with me? His life is, has been a freak show for years because of this whole TV Kardashian thing. So do we agree on that? I do. I yeah. do agree. I mean, and, and this has nothing to do with his. Reality do with TV his, yeah. I mean, they're all. I mean, just they're just in this weird, you know, bubble. Everything that you know, the whole thing. It's they're just not typical Americans the way they live. I'm just trying to figure out a guy who's doing whatever you did for a living, just a regular job, and you show up at work one day and you're not Jerry, you're Jera. What I mean, what like your coworkers, your friends, and what, what do they say? Uh, first off, uh, the minute you come out, you're looking for work because. Uh, nine out of ten of us are, are going to be terminated from our job, even though there's a lot of protections. Mm-hmm. The Omaha area has has protections for transgender rights, um, and Nebraska is working on it as a state, but so many states don't. So many metropolitan areas do not. Um, usually, you're you're looking for work. Um, it's you know you're transgender. You're one step from mm-hmm. being unemployed, unfortunately, because people just aren't accepting what I mean. I drive over the road, um, and I'm good at it. You know, uh, I've Here's here's one thing that no one really knows about me is I was prior Air Force as well. I uh, spent six years as an F-16 mechanic. So yeah, you hide this. You hide this a long time. Well, I'm gonna you know, but, I'm I mean, gonna skip the cheap joke about handling a tool, but although I'd love to tell it, but um, <laughs> I just let me ask you. So you're in the. I guess at what point you know Bruce Jenner and, and he's all over the board in this. If you go, unfortunately, because of my job, I have to go back and read. You know the stuff he said in the past and this whole the background. But he's been all over the map about when he thought he wanted this to happen. He now claims that from the time he was a little boy, he knew. I mean, did you as a like a teenager were you thinking this way? Uh, I knew when I was about six, I became aware. I grew up on a farm in Illinois, mm-hmm. and I mean, I remember Bruce Jenner being on my Wheaties boxes, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and then, but but I mean, look at myself, you know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a farm kid from Illinois. I live in the Midwest. I've lived in the Southeast. I've lived all over the world, and all over the United States, and you know, for me to come out, my family was shocked. Um, you know, the Kardashians, it still had to be a shock, but I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're yeah. in this I guess I guess what I'm wondering is, so you're in the Air Force, you're serving, you have this a vision of yourself as a woman as opposed to a man. I mean, 
did did you think about acting on it? I mean, was there, you know, because there were, I mean, let's face it, back in the 70s, you had that, I forget who the tennis player was, Richardson, you know, that made the big switch. I mean, you've had people, it wasn't unheard of, I guess is what I'm saying, but you made it through the 80s, the 90s, the aughts, until you uh, finally took action? Uh, yeah, I acted on it all the time. Uh, I mean, I cross-dressed for 20-some oh, okay. years. I was married three times, three Three beautiful women, um, trophy wives. Uh, I mean, I was the I was the ultra masculine macho guy. You do hear, uh, but you do you can't hear my listeners though going. You knew that and you married three women. You jerk. I mean, how could you do that to these exactly. women? Uh, it was it was a way to hide. Yeah. Honestly, it, it was it was it was uh, you know I had the ultimate job. I was an F sixteen mechanic. Look, I was the hottest thing next to next to a fighter pilot. I was his mechanic. Right. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to be with me. Uh, I was, you know, the chiseled face, the chiseled abs. Uh, you know, I worked at everything I could to be as macho as possible and denounce anything feminine. Sure. Uh, but inside, inside, you're screaming, you're mm-hmm. in prison, you're dying. I mean, you're you're absolutely driving yourself to that limit, and there's nothing you can do. There's no relief. So Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, hero, yes or no? Uh, hero, not so much. You know, if uh, if you're going to give somebody a hero award, um, you know, my friend Kristen Beck, she's an ad, she's a uh, an advocate for for peace, twenty uh, year Navy SEAL, uh, goes out and talks to college kids, um, you know, still serving after she gave this country twenty years. Um, there's where the courage award goes. Um, well, Jerry, I gotta you know, let you go. We're up against time, but thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Michael Graham now in the Kimmer at noon on News Radio one zero six seven. Every day, you always had a secret from morning till night. Um, Caitlin doesn't have any secrets. As soon as the Vanity Fair cover comes out, I'm free. <laughs> It's 9.50. I'm Michael Graham. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's also famous or more famous and wealthy. I, I'm, to me, that's the big story here. I, I posted an interesting article by Kevin Williamson at National Review Online talking about the history of uh, gender dysphagia and uh, the research that shows that people who uh, say they want gender reassignment, about one in five of them commit suicide. And... That same study shows that people who get the gender reassignment surgery, about one in five of them commit suicide. These are just people who have issues. The notion of a woman living in a man's body is not backed by, uh, I'll I'll be more modest. I was going to say it's not backed by the science. There's a lot of science that doesn't jive with that. One of the classic examples is when when psychologists ask men, who say, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. What, what, what do you mean? They uh, revert to stereotypes about women. If I become a woman, then I'll become more caring. If I become a woman, I'll, be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll become more about the person I am instead of what I want to achieve and on and on. And they use all these stereotypes. It shows that what's living inside their body isn't an actual woman talking about being a woman. It's what a guy thinks a woman would say. Now, I want to put on top of all this at 844 Two, the two aspects of story that are the most compelling to me, other than Caitlin, really, Caitlin, really, you're a 65 year old man for crying out loud. What are you listening to your daughter's alt radio station and 
Yeah, I was talking to Ashley and to Madison and to Jordan, and I decided that Caitlin would be my name. Oh, come on, man. How about Barbara? You know what I mean? How about Sharon? You know, something from your demo, but whatever. Uh, the two compelling things. One is, and I, I agree with um, Chris uh, Kardashian on this. Why would you want to be married and have kids if this is what you wanted since you were a little boy? Why would you spend your life, your whole life, particularly after you were a celebrity and after you had money? And he did have a period there in the late 70s and early 80s where he had celebrity money. He was doing TV shows. He was doing stunt sports shows with Hulk Hogan and stuff. Bruce Jenner could have become, could have become uh, Brenda Jenner. There you go. That's the right name. Brenda. That's what a 65-year-old guy named Bruce becomes when he makes a switch. Brenda. He could have become Brenda at any time, and he didn't. He kept instead having children, raising children. And I'm just, it just bothers me, the kid aspect of it. I appreciate our previous caller, Jarrah, talking about the real-life experience in the United States of, of, uh, of making the switch. But to marry three different women and to have them go through. I mean, can you imagine ladies coming home and finding out that your husband's, uh, you know, whatever, wants to be a woman and is trying to live as a woman? I mean, it's just got to suck. Um, so there's one aspect of this that bothers me. The other aspect, though, and, and this is from the flip side. I'm not, I, I have no ill will towards Bruce. I hope that the, the he, she, whatever, whatever the science is in his case. I, I want him to be happy because I just want everybody to be happy. I mean, that's kind of the point of America, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. If being a woman, if living as a woman will make him happy, great. I, 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 I would prefer for all people that if you can find a way to be happy, happy and healthy, that that's even better. Because, you know, getting stoned, spending your life as a junkie, when you've got the drugs in your bloodstream, you're very, very happy. But that's not necessarily the best outcome for you. So... For every one of my fellow Americans, I wish happiness and health. And I wish that for Bruce. And there are people out there who are, you can tell they're mad. They're like, they I, they want the guy like lynched or something. I, don't, I got nothing. He's, I wouldn't even know who he were, he, who he is. I would not know the stupid name for the stupid Kardashian show. It's a stupid show that I don't even watch. <sighs> but so this isn't about hating. This isn't about wishing he should just suffer. And look, if, if somehow you can't make your way through life without making this decision, then I, you know, my best to you, but think about all the damage that you leave behind. And, uh, I mean, I think about how awful and it was the worst day of my life was the day I had to sit down with my kids and tell them that their mom and I were getting divorced. Every parent who's gone through this no it oh it is i can't think I, I have to stop thinking about it i have to make myself stop thinking about this otherwise i will not be able to do this show and it sucked and the fact that i didn't want the divorce made it sucky but it didn't matter whatever you know you just you're there and i think about that and now multiply that by what a hundred by saying you know not only is daddy not gonna be your daddy but daddy's gonna be your mommy i i'm ah uh, i would have to know that the only way I could make it forward and and survive, that there could there would there'd have to be no other options. You know what I mean? I mean, 
cross-dressing on Thursday, Friday nights, would that be, you know, good? You know, going out where uh, Greg Talmadge is DJing and dressing up as Brenda, you know, would that get me by? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if is this really the only way I could go forward? I would have to know that there was no other way before I could do that to my kids. It's kids matter. At least that's how it looks to me. Maybe, you know, once again, maybe I'm the last guy in the back of the bus who hasn't figured out the whole new world. Maybe I'm the guy who's not with it and hip and happening and now. But this, for kids, decisions like this truly, truly suck. And when I see these Kardashians on TV trying to act like it doesn't matter, you know the truth. The truth is that they know they don't think they're allowed to show that it matters. They don't know that they, because the media have decided you shall feel this way. And just like they did with a divorce uh, 20 years ago or, or before, and just like they've done with the same sex marriage, the media decide what you shall think. And if you dare not to think it, you will pay the price. 844-404-1067. I'm Michael Graham. Ten oh five at News Radio one zero six seven. Oh yeah, Michael Graham. Welcome to the Natural Truth. What is the Natural Truth? It's Atlanta's largest diner table where you and I can just pull up, grab a cup of coffee, a glass of sweet tea, some grits and eggs, and talk about what's going on in the world. Uh, because this truly is a conversation at eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. I'm not in the business of telling you what to think. I think you can think for yourself. In fact, you're probably thinking better than me, and you can help me figure out what's going on in the world. But we got to get a bonus uh, weather report from Joanne Feldman. Joanne, can we get another update on the weather, please? With our temperatures in the 60s, many of us are getting some good breaks in the clouds, but okay. we are still holding on to this last little bit of bit. Oh, excuse me, bit of rain. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was what kind of rain? What were we holding on to? Uh, With our temperatures in the 60s, okay, many of us slowly. are getting some good breaks in the clouds, but we are still holding on to this last little bit of, bit, oh, excuse know, me, bit of rain. Well, you know, all the rain we've been having, it can be a biatch now that you mention. I think that she's using a technical weather term, you know, just like a female dog would be referred. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a it's, it's a word that if you used it in a different context could be offensive. But if you're specifically talking about maybe you're a dog groomer, trainer, and you're breeding dogs, there's a word. You do. Well, it's the same thing. You've heard, for example, of the northeastern fetch in weather. They have the fetch. Well, when the southeastern rain comes in and it ruins your picnic, that's called, man, this is a biatch. That's a weather, technical, nautical weather, climatological phrase used by the lovely and talented Joanne Feldman this morning. In a uh, broadcast that uh, we immediately seized the audio of here for the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. If you and Joanne, we love you, and we know you're really annoyed that we're playing that, but we love you anyway. Our partner over at Fox 5, 844-404-1067. Well, we talked about it yesterday about the fact that the government insists that they're going to spy on you and uh, they're going to scan your email, they're going to track you on the internet, they're going to collect your phone data. And just sucks to be you. And many, many of you say, Mike, we just have to do it. We just have to do it to be safe. And when I point out that, well, that's an interesting argument, except that there hasn't been a single terrorist attack foiled by the gathering of this information. So where's the safe part? I don't know. Uh, but you, many of you, 
big government conservatives have decided that we're just going to tolerate being treated this way by the government because we have to. I don't know why we have to, but for some reason we have to. Okay, okay, okay. We've also had the same conversation about the TSA. Well, yesterday I played for you the report from the TSA about how 95% of the time that they uh, that that testers go through the TSA with weapons, bombs, bomb components, 95% of the time the TSA fails. You're standing there watching your grandmother get groped in her underwire bra. You're watching your son or daughter have their diapers or their toddler pants searched. And what's happening? 95% of the time, the TSA is sucking when there's an actual weapon or bomb component or whatever involved. So I know what you're thinking. This means that somebody has been fired, right? But you've got to get fired. You've got to get fired, right? Well, no, this is, after all, the government. This morning, the acting head of the TSA is out. Melvin Carraway, an 11-year veteran of the agency who took over as acting administrator in January, immediately reassigned to another area within the Department of Homeland Security. Reassigned. In other words, he's still getting a job. Imagine what would happen to you at work. Think of seriously. Stop and think for a second. If 5% of the time you screwed up, let's say... You know, every fifth, every, every, uh, once a month, 20 days a month, right? Once a month, you just didn't show up. What would happen to you? Once a month, your job, boss gave you a job and you totally screwed it up. Every, every month, once a month, you screwed up your job. How long would you keep that job? Two months? Maybe. (laughs) You screw up once, they give you another chance. Maybe three months. This guy was not screwing up 5% of the time. He was actually doing his job 5% of the time. The other 19 days out of the month, he was screwing up. 95% of the time, the TSA has failed, and this guy gets to keep his job. So tell me again at 844-404-1067 why you put up with all the groping and the grasping, why you stand there with your shoes and your belt in your hand, holding up your pants with one hand while you're trying to tuck your wallet under your armpit and stumble through the gate thing because you have to be humiliated. You have to be. So that 95% of the time, people with guns, knives, and weapons can get through. As I told you yesterday at 844-404-1067, one of the guys that got through actually set off the metal detector. And they patted him down, and he, they still didn't find the bomb that he had taped to his body. That's how bad the TSA sucks. So why, I'm asking again, why do we put up with this? Why do we put up with the people, uh, with us being humiliated, when we know that it does no good? Everybody knows that what Charles Krauthammer said last night on Fox News is true. Everybody understands that 95% of the TSA activity is a farce and a kabuki theater. Everybody in the line looks at little kids being inspected and they know it's a waste. That, I think, is worse than the, the failure rate. You expect a high failure rate. But everybody is participating in a charade for one reason. We want to show that we are politically correct. If you actually narrow down 
to those people who are likely to be carrying an explosive, you would have an infinitely more effective system. And of course, Charles Krauthammer is right. It's time to just disband the TSA completely, get the government completely out of this business, let the airlines decide how they want to handle security individually for their planes. And when you put me on the planes where people are treated like human beings and not uh, felt up by morons who suck at their job, I will be your number one best passenger. How bad has it gotten? How stupid are the people in charge of this? Have you heard the story about the can of Coke? The diabolical weapons-grade diet Coke. Have you heard about this? That story is coming up here on the Michael Graham Show. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. That's going to go on history as one of the more hilarious excuses. It's like saying that the Hindenburg gives the impression that the dirigible is not a safe way to travel. She said, don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. It's 1020. Oh, yeah. Michael Grant, that was Charles Krauthammer talking about the claim from the Department of Homeland Security that, yeah, we missed 95% of the weapons that our test crews ran through. We missed them. But you, you, that's not necessarily as bad as it sounds. DHS uh, says this. The numbers in these reports never look good out of context. Out of context. But they are a critical <laughs> element in the command evolution of our aviation security. Upon learning the initial findings of the Office of Inspector General's report, Secretary Johnson, Jay Johnson, immediately directed TSA to implement a series of actions, several of which are now in place to address just the turn issues just, just raised stop, just in stop, the report. Just stop. Once you said that, well, out of context, 95% doesn't sound, you know, it's not as bad as it sounds. That's why Charles Cranham replied, yeah, that's like saying, yeah, and the Hindenburg makes you think that maybe, just maybe this isn't a great way to fly. Are you shocked to learn as you hear that we are going to order retraining for the TSA? That's By the way, that's the pro- proposal. Spend massive more amounts of money to retrain the same nose-picking nitwits who work in the TSA right now to do their job. Does it surprise you that... Um, TSA screeners in Los Angeles and Chicago missed fake bombs more than 60% of the time. Does it surprise you that the TSA has, when they ran 20,000 covert tests of uh, weapons, knives, guns, and bomb parts, that the overwhelming number of them were never detected? Does that surprise you? Well, how about this? The story I'm reading for you is from 2008. The TSA has missed 95% of the actual bad guys while humiliating you, making your children cry, and insulting your wife over and over and over again. Why do we put up with it? Everybody knows it sucks. Everybody. Everybody knows it doesn't work. It's like the NSA stuff. Why do we tolerate being spied on? Michael, got to do something. How about something not stupid? I'm with you. Let's do something. How about profiling people who are traveling? There's a start. Oh, you can't do that. So instead, we have the TSA, which stands for Total Stupidity Always. Or then we have airline employees who've decided that it's not a can of Diet Coke. It's a potential weapon. This is uh, Northwest professor and Muslim chaplain uh, Tahir Ahmad sharing her story of what happened to her on a United flight. 
I was on a flight from Chicago to Washington when we were in the air. The flight attendant asked if I would like to drink something, and I requested a can of diet soda. So she brought me a can, and it was already open. So I requested for hygienic reasons. I said, is it, is it okay if you bring me a can that has not been opened? And she said, well, no one has consumed from this yet. And they said, okay, I understand that, but I would really prefer closed can. And so she said, well, we are not authorized to give passengers closed beverage cans. And then she asked the man next to me, what would he like to drink? And he requested uh, beer. So she brought him a can, which was closed. When she returned, you know, I asked her very politely, I said, you know, I just want to understand why you refuse to give me an unopened beverage can. And she said, well, our policy is that we do not give people open beverage cans because it may be used as a weapon. And at that point, they said, well, clearly then you're discriminating against me because you gave him a closed beverage can. And so at that point, she quickly grabbed his can and opened it. And as she was putting it back, she said, well, it's because you would use it as a weapon. I asked people around me, like, you know, I said, did anyone just hear that? Did anyone witness that? It was just humiliating. A man sitting across muttered, you Muslim, shut the F up. I said, what? And he said, you know you would use it as a weapon, so you need to shut the F up. At the end of the flight, however, I did walk up you know, to her. She was near the cockpit. And I said, you know, I just want to let you know that I have nothing against you. I don't want to get you into trouble. I don't want to get you fired. I just want you to know that when you told me 30,000 feet above the ground that I would use this as a weapon, just imagine how that made me feel. Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. She was in a hijab, so she had the headdress on, so everyone knew she was a Muslim. And the flight attendant says, "I can't give you a can of Coke that hasn't been opened yet because you'll use it as a weapon." And I'm trying to figure out in my mind where the bigger stupid is: a saying, "Oh, because you're a Muslim, I'm going to not give you something that I'm going to give the guy next year," or b. Being so dumb that you would think that a can of Diet Coke is a weapon. What the hell do you people think she's going to do with it? And the guy in the next row, oh, you effing Muslim, shut up. You would use it as a weapon. How? How are you going to use a carbonated beverage as a weapon? What, you got a pocket full of Mentos? You're going to shove them in there and spontaneously combust the plane with your Mentos soda magic? We look like idiots. We treat each other like crap and we look like idiots because we won't use our common sense or our sense of decency. Now, uh, much has been made in the Twitter sphere about this woman's story saying, you know, no one else. uh, It's just her word and there's no video or there's no tape. I'm sorry. Does anyone doubt that this happened? I don't because they're that stupid. You doubt that the people that you deal with when you fly would be this dumb. I don't. So, 844-404-1067. Should the airlines have a policy of not giving Muslim passengers unopened cola beverages? Should this be our policy? Do you agree with the flight, the, the sky waitress and the fellow passenger that an unopened soda can could be a weapon? And why, if you acknowledge... That all of this stupidity accomplishes nothing from the TSA gate through to the idiot flight attendant with her 
can opening reflexes. Why do we treat each other this way? Why do we put up with this? 844-404-1067. I am Michael Graham. Little eight-year-old Spencer found himself in the company of a TSA agent. They went up his leg into that area, down the next leg, uh, up here, felt all over. At just six years old, she also got a full pat-down from a TSA agent. They were singling out passengers not for security reasons, but because an agent wanted to grope them. I was selected um, by the TSA to go through the new body scanners that they had. She put her full hand on my breast and said, what is this? And I said, it's a prosthesis because I've had breast cancer. And she goes, well, you'll need to show me that. It's 1035. I am Michael Graham. That's just a tiny sliver of the selection of the thousands of outrages by the TSA who have literally searched babies' diapers, literally grabbed women's breast milk bottles, snatched them out of their hands, uh, literally made little children cry, literally made grandmothers in wheelchairs strip while in a wheelchair. This is what has really, really happened on the ground. And by the way, if you've had an encounter with the TSA, 844-404-1067, is there anybody who thought, I mean, you know, supposedly the big news, which we told you about yesterday. I love it. I hope you do too when we do a story on Monday that suddenly is everybody's story on Tuesday. I tried to do that for you because I want you to know what's going on. I want you to be the person, the guy at work, the woman in the office who's a little bit ahead of everyone else. But I love when that happens. But this this is all from, this isn't from yesterday. This is from 2008. This is, the TSA has failed. This story happens every 18 months. Another round of tests, and the 70% get through, 80% get through, 90% get through. So I'd love to know about your story, your, your experiences with the actual TSA agents. But I also like to know, if you're standing there and you know it's a joke, and the terrorists obviously know it's a joke, why do we put up it? Why? When they're humiliating you, why? I'll t- I, I, once again, I think it's because Americans... In the past 10-ish years or so, have suffered BVS, battered voter syndrome. We've been treated so badly by politicians. We've been told again and again to sit down and shut up. Whether it's you going to school to talk to your teacher about your kid, shut up, you're just a parent, shut up. You're a taxpayer, you go, excuse me, my taxes, oh, shut up. Your water bill's wrong. We, We know it's wrong. We made it wrong. You still have to pay. We've all been so beaten and battered. We've forgotten that we deserve better, that this is our country. And I really, you you see people, I don't want to complain. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to mention. If I say something about the TSA, they're going to come get me. If I go to a Tea Party group, they're going to do my taxes. Don't don't mock Bruce Jenner. I'll get called a hater. Well, here is your safe space. I think that's the, isn't it the language that these loony liberals use is creating a safe space here is the Muslim woman who is denied a Diet Coke because a can of Coke that hasn't been opened yet is a potential terrorist weapon. And while I want to side with her wholeheartedly, when you hear people who talk like this, it's just human nature to roll your eyes. At that point, I was just in tears. The flight attendant did not intervene either. She didn't try to calm the situation down. She didn't tell this man, sir, uh, requesting everyone to be respectful and create a safe space for everyone on this flight. Create a safe space. What's really unfortunate is not recognizing 
discrimination when it happens is adding insult to the injury. When bigotry happens, we need to collectively recognize it and create that as a learning and teaching moment for people. United had that opportunity. They had a few days to really think about how they were going to respond to this, but they, they, they trivialized the entire matter to a misunderstanding over a can of diet soda. You know, we cannot continue to promote a culture of discrimination and bigotry and stereotypes. It, See what I'm I don't saying? Think That's where you're, you're like, 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 no, no, this isn't about bigotry stereotypes as much as it's about stupidity. It is stupid to say to somebody, I can't give you a can of Coke until I open it because you might take the unopened can and weaponize it here on my airplane. And what would you say? She, you know, she said that when this happened to her, she looked at the people around her and said, did you see this? And one of the answers she got was, shut the F up, Muslim. You would have used it as a weapon. If you'd been sitting there in those rows, what would your reaction have been? What would you have said? Um, I'm When the woman started talking about safe spaces and discrimination, I might have said, man, you know, I don't know about all that, but you're absolutely right. The sky waitress is an idiot. Denying you a Coke that you would give anyone else is just dumb. And anyone who honestly thinks a Coca-Cola can is a weapon of mass destruction. You're just, you're just, I don't know. Are you is nuts, crazy, dumb, lost, wrong? You're just, you're living in a world so overcome with fear, you can't see reality. Unless you guys think I'm wrong. There's some secret, you know, beverage can terror handbook with which I'm unfamiliar. 844-404-1067. Tony, you're on the earth. Michael Graham, thanks for the call. Hey, Mike, how you doing today? Doing fine, sir. Dude, I'm just kind of tuning in to the show, so correct me if I'm wrong. Now, I heard you earlier make a statement when I tuned in about the TSA, you know, kind of overdoing their job. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yes. All right. So, now, I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay. We get a bump. We get a situation that goes through. Now, they're doing their job. They may be, they may be a little zealous about doing their job, but now, you know, ISIS, these other terrorist groups, they can use all kind of methods to smuggle. Remember the tennis shoe bomber? Mm-hmm. Hey, he got a sneaker in. They can get one through a, a, a false breath, baby bottle mm-hmm. milk. All kind of, uh, you know, things that could slip through. So I'm not saying that their methods are wrong. However, I'm saying that, you know, they may be, you know, just mm-hmm. doing things a little bit extreme to possibly outwit the uh, terrorists. I mean, you don't agree with that? No, I don't at all. And the reason why I don't is because we know for a fact that 90% of the time when they're tested, they fail and the gun, bomb, or knife gets through. So if you're going to be over... See what I'm saying? You can either be overzealous and have nobody get through with a bomb, or you can suck and have have my life be easier but but people get through with a bomb. What the TSA's done is what government does, Tony. They give us the worst of both worlds. Grandmothers get felt up and guns get through. That is what government does. Why do you keep saying, let's let the government do more stuff? Why do you keep saying it's fine that they're spying on me? You know the new one. I assume, you know, today, the uh, Associated Press did some investigation. They found some fake businesses that were flying planes low overhead in American cities. And they dug into these fake businesses to figure out where they were. It's the FBI. I'm not going to say illegally. I'm sorry. spying on you without a warrant, using low-flying planes to video you, and using these uh, electronic devices that mock a cell tower. So you're on a cell phone call. You think it's just a normal cell phone call. The FBI actually has this your cell phone call going through their little mini, you know what I'm saying, mini tower. So they're flying over the interstate, 
they've got your phone call on their antenna and you don't know it and they don't have a warrant and they're videotaping you and storing the videotapes. This isn't a Rand Paul conspiracy. This this is not a I was in the dorm last night with my friends hitting the bongs. This is the Associated Press today, today reminding you that it's us against them. That they, the government, from the Cobb County cops to the Capitol in D.C., are coming after us. And I don't know how many more. How many more stories like this is going to take? How many more times? And as long as we put up with it, it's going to keep happening. That's who you are when you're standing in that TSA line watching your eight-year-old daughter cry while some strange woman has her hand down her pants. You're the person who just puts up with it. And make sure that it keeps happening. This is our country. It's not theirs. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1050. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, and star of the show. So, what's your reaction to the story of the Muslim chapel from Northwestern University? who had a sky waitress refuse to give her a can of Coke unopened. It had to be opened because, according to the sky waitress, an, a, a closed can of Coke was too dangerous. It was a weapon. Do you agree? 844-404-067. What would you have done if you had been one of the people sitting there? And what about the guy sitting down the uh, across the aisle from her that she claimed told her to shut up, you effing Muslim? You know you'd use it as a weapon. Uh, I just, I'm, this is too, there's, there's a uh, reasonable concern and there's too stupid. Is it more likely that a Muslim passenger on an airplane is going to be a terrorist than a non-Muslim passenger? Yeah, it's more likely, but there's still the possible probability is tiny. But then the bigger question to me is always this, what are you going to do with the can of Coke anyway? This is what no, no one can ever answer the question. What are you worried about? What's going to happen? So if you can explain the uh, kind of um, James Bond, Austin Powers, Coke can weapon system, I would be fascinated to hear from you. Also, now that we know yet again for the 500th time the TSA totally sucks, why do we have it? Is it time to just get rid of it and go to private security and have us be able to get on an airplane without going through uh, a, uh, you know, Soviet-style gulag entry system every time. Let's ask Joe. Joe, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hi, Joe. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm fine. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, here's the question. Uh, the issue I wanted to bring up is uh, in regards to the cocaine mm-hmm. with the passenger, right. uh, you know, they're going to say the cocaine could be used as a weapon, but yet I can get on with my shoelaces. I can get on with sharpened pencils. Mm-hmm. And when I fly to the Far East, they give me chopsticks. <laughs> What's more dangerous? You, t- you take two chopsticks and an unopened can of Diet Coke and a couple of shoelaces. MacGyver could turn that into a nuclear bomb. Well, you know, unless she was going to force feed a diabetic, <laughs> I, I can't see anything, you know, any merit in that. I'm with you completely, Joe. It makes no sense to me. And that's why I brought it up. It's just the layer after layer after layer of uh, stupid. And when people say, well, Michael, you just have to trust the government that they know what they're doing. You've just got to put up with it because what are you supposed to do? Uh, well, I'm reminded of stories like this. 
Circling the skies across the country, the FBI is operating a small air force. The Associated Press has learned that the FBI has been using scores of low-flying airplanes with high-tech imaging devices, all registered to fictitious companies. People for years, of going back more than a decade, have been concerned when they see these low-flying airplanes circling above their house, so much so that some people even call 911 and ask the police, who is this person circling above? And it turns out that that person is the FBI tracking you, tracking your family, and uh, all doing it all without a warrant um, because, well, just because. 844-404-1067, that is phone number to use, by the way. If you would like to see Barry Manilow at Gwinnett Arena uh, this Thursday, I've got a pair of tickets. If you're the sixth caller right now at 844-404-1067, your chance to see Barry Manilow this Thursday night at Gwinnett Arena. Just give us a call. I will be happy to send you uh, there. And speaking of stuff, you, I, I hope you've heard the promos. We're doing a Father's Day thing I'm very excited about. Uh, as some of you know, there's this new book out called The Dadly Virtues, and it's a collection of uh, short, theoretically humorous uh, essays about what it's like to be a dad, and it starts with prenatal actually and all the way through to becoming a grandfather and great writers like pj o'rourke and uh, larry miller the comedian uh uh, jonah goldberg there's some radio guy from atlanta they're all in there and so what we're doing is the week of father's day every day we're going to give away a copy of the book to someone who shares with us your greatest all-time dad saying The, the the thing that your dad said to you all the time the thing that as soon as you think of dads, that's the phrase that jumps into your mind because your dad would use it all the time. You go to NewsRadio1067.com, and on the contest page, you've got it right there, and you enter the phrase that your dad uses. And then we're going to pick the best of the best. And like I said, starting that Monday, the Mon- uh, so not this coming Monday, but the next, we'll uh, w- award a book. And then the best of the five finalists will also win a prize package that includes Premium cigars, dinner at the Southern Gentleman Restaurant, uh, the full man experience at 18.8 Spa and Salon. It's a great Father's Day gift. And all you have to do is share with us your favorite dadly sayings. And, uh, and of course, a copy of the book, The Dadly Virtues, which is just a great Father's Day gift. Anyway, I mean, it's, it's right in the wheelhouse for a new father, old father, every father in between. Uh, hey, soccer boy, down in Europe, Cuba, they're down in South America. Was there like a dad thing you know, here, the dad thing is like something like you uh, if you're going to cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Or as long as you put your two feet under my table, you're going to do it my way. Is there like a South American version of that? Not that I can really say on the air. Uh, well, <laughs> see, every time I ask you this, you drop, yeah. fall back to that. Your that, dad, my did, dad. My dad had a very foul mouth. Well, you, you could use time. a family friendly version. You could share something family friendly with us. Nothing. There's no. No dad throw down he put on you all the time? I'm, uh, well, like I said, I, my dad's was absolutely directly, he, he liked to directly connect the fact that he wanted me to do things and that he was feeding me three times a day. And he, would, he reiterated those two, connected them again and again, which is definitely a traditional dad thing. We've got so much more to talk about here on the Michael Graham Show uh, including um, uh, the uh, 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 an update on the, uh, the Bruce Jenner story. And then I got an interesting story about a kid who wanted to give an unusual 
graduation speech. He was the valedictorian. And the choice he made caused the school to cancel his speech. Now it's an uproar. Why? You'll find out coming up. I'm Michael Graham. DHS uh, says this, the numbers in these reports never look good out of context. I just want to understand why you refuse to give me an unopened beverage can. She said, well, it's because you would use it as a weapon. More people have an unfavorable view of Clinton, 50% than at any time since 2001. Everybody understands that 95% of the TSA activity is a farce and a kabuki theater. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Every day, he always had a secret from morning till night. Um, Caitlin doesn't have any secrets. I'm free. Good morning, it's 1106 and News Radio 106.7. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women. Well, most women. Known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. Thrilled, delighted, honored, and quite frankly, stunned that you uh, let me hang out with you. I, I truly appreciate it uh, because that's what we do. We do conversation here at 844-404-1067. Rob Kardashian, the only son in the Kardashian family, said he had no idea who Caitlyn Jenner was when Kim Kardashian sent him a photo from the Vanity Fair cover. Despite the fact that Bruce married his mother when he was four years old, Rob didn't recognize Caitlyn, formerly known as Bruce. Uh, it was so funny because all the girls, we knew Caitlyn was shooting, but my brother had no idea, so I sent him a text. And my brother said, Kim, why are you sending me this? Who is this woman and why do I care? And I said, Rob, that's Bruce. That's Caitlyn. You know, when you see the picture, you know, you, you can't tell who it is, which is just the power of, of uh, airbrushing, power of Photoshop, power of of hair, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so we have, you know, you have the situation where a guy has, you know, has to tell his kids, hi, this is who I am. And it's, all I want to know is for those of you who feel like that you are not allowed to feel anything about this other than, well, it's totally great. I think it's wonderful. No, you are allowed to have different feelings. This is not normal. This is not a sign of good health. It's not a big deal. It's just this one guy's life. But the reason why this one guy's life, who was last a legitimate celebrity in the 1970s, is on the front page of your paper is because people have decided that they are going to make an agenda item out of it. And so you're being pounded over the head with the agenda. I just want you to know there's nothing weird about resenting being pounded over the head with an agenda, even if you don't have a problem with that agenda. And I'll say it again because it doesn't get said often enough. I just want people to be happy. And if this is your path to happy, if you can't find another path, well, you know, I hope it all works out for you. Uh, there are families and children and uh, broken pledges and broken promises. But I, I wish the best for everybody. I just want that's the whole point. The point is to be happy and to make your life work. So there you go. Now, taking it to the next level. That's kind of creepy. Caitlyn Jenner's first public appearance is just around the corner. Less than a couple hours after her debut in Vanity Fair magazine, it's been announced that Caitlyn will receive the Arthur Ashe Courage Award wow. at this year's ESPYs. 
The award honors those with strength in the face of adversity, courage in the face of peril, and the willingness to stand up for their beliefs. Okay, none of those things apply to Bruce Jenner. Not a single one of those things apply to Bruce Jenner. People who've gotten that award in the past include Nelson Mandela and the people who brought down the flight on 9-11 so it didn't kill anyone in Washington, D.C., it, it, does Bruce Jenner involve in that belong in that group? Does Caitlyn Jenner belong in that group? Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. And I will again ask the musical question, dude. How could you not use the K? If you're going to go with the name that you got from your friends listening to Disney Radio, if you're going to go with the name that you picked out from iCarly, if you're going to go with that name. You might as well just go all the way and spell it with a K. Because no 65-year-old guy thinks, you know, if I were a cross-dresser, my name would be Caitlin. Really? <sighs> anyway, so that's there. It's part. It's what Atlanta's talking about. So it's what we're talking about. I'd be delighted to talk about it with you. Another topic that comes up again and again is how things are looking in the presidential race. And uh, it, I thought Peggy Noonan had a great column the other day in which she said, "One some days I wake up, and I think electing Hillary Clinton is impossible. Other days I wake up and I think electing Hillary Clinton is inevitable. Well, I've always been a kind of a, you know, betting against. I've been, I've been swimming upstream on the Hillary Clinton thing. I think she's a terrible candidate. Separate from her, this isn't about you know, her politics or Democrats versus Republicans. She's not, you know, candidates. Do I like you? Do I trust you? Can you do the job? Those are the, that's the three test question that, Voters ask, even if they don't know they're asking, that when you poll, when you survey, what were you looking for? First question, do I like you? Uh, nobody's going to put Mrs. Bill Clinton at the top of the likable list. Miss Congeniality? No, that's not hers. Do I trust you? Well, uh, <laughs> I'd like to say that people trust you. Hillary Clinton's shine has tarnished a little bit just two months after she entered the presidential race. Let's take a look at the numbers now. More people have an unfavorable view of Clinton, 50%, than at any time since 2001. And a growing number of people feel she does not inspire confidence. That's 50% compared to 42% only two months ago. And now only 42% of people say she's honest and trustworthy. That is down from 50% in March. It appears some of those early controversies are causing perception problems for her. <laughs> perception problems. Gee, why do people think you can't trust Mrs. Bill Clinton? How would they come to that conclusion? It's like the thing about the TSA. What makes you think we're incompetent just because 95% of the time the weapons get through? I don't understand. It's, it's, it's so crazy. That's right. Mrs. Bill Clinton, 57% of Americans say she is untrustworthy. 46% of Americans say they don't like her, the same number that say they do like her. Uh, and uh, so all of a sudden now new polls are coming out showing that if their election were held today, she would be tied essentially, within the margin of error, with Rand Paul, Marco Rubio, Scott Walker. She would essentially be tied with all of those candidates. And then trailing behind that, uh, Jeb Bush and Ted Cruz. Hillary Clinton, inevitable. Do I like you? Do I trust you? Do I think you can do the job? She fails two and a half of those three tests. Uh, so let me ask you, do you believe... Hillary Clinton is going to be the next president of the United States. Do you really think, Michael, it's just going to happen? Stop your whining, pull up, put on your big girl panties and deal with it. Or do you think, no, 
not going to happen. I don't even see how it's possible for it to happen. And has your opinion changed as you've watched the campaign go forward? 844-404-1067. So much talk, so little time. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Good morning, it's 1120. Ah, oh, yeah, Michael Graham. Hey, okay, next Thursday, June 11th, it's going to be a business person's business man, business dinner special. A noon game uh, at the TED, uh, Braves versus San Diego Padres. And I've got a four-pack of tickets for the per- first person to call at 844-404-1067 and tell me the score of last night's game. If you know the score of last night's game, this four-pack of tickets for next uh, Thursday's Braves-Padres noon game is yours. That's a week from Thursday, June 11th. 844-404-1067. And uh, we will uh, send you to the game uh, if you have the right answer, what was last night's score? Can't make it much easier than that, but I want to make sure at least someone who occasionally is vaguely aware of the Braves have a chance to win the tickets. Meanwhile, speaking of sports, sports-related things, uh, the uh, ESPN is going to award Bruce Caitlin Jenner the ESPY Award. Michael, you're on the air. What's your take? Well, first of all, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. I don't think she has a shot. Why not? Press. Well, you know what? I, I, I don't think she's likable, but mm-hmm. with that being said... I don't really trust this country anymore uh, as far as their opinions and, you know, and how they vote. So who knows? Who knows? Well, I will tell you this. There are a bunch of people on the left who were saying the same things in the 80s when they thought that Ronald Reagan was the worst president ever. And that was their opinion, you know. And so thing, all I'll say this is things change. And so life is not a line. It's a bizarre, twisted, (laughs) turning (laughs) whirlwind. But anyway, so what's your take on awarding Bruce Jenner this uh, honor for his courage? Look, are are you kidding? I mean, that is the farthest person in the world. Who cares? If that's what he chooses to do, that's his own business. Let him do it. I don't think we need to be teaching our children that that's, you know, promotable. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, to each his own. Be happy, like you said. But the bottom line is, is no. There are, I, I could name, you know, at least three different people who should win a, a Courage Award on ESPN. But what kind of message are we sending with, with Bruce Jenner? Are you kidding? Michael, uh, no, they're not kidding. They're going to do it. I'll say this. A guy who hides his identity for 65 years refuses to come out, then waits to do it when his TV show is fading and his moment of celebrity is falling. The word I would use is not courageous. Opportunistic, perhaps, but not courageous. Daniel, I'd like to send you to the uh, game uh, week from Thursday. Uh, what was the score last night? 8-1. 8-1? Yes. Uh, uh, okay, you're the winner. When did they? I thought we beat them 8 nothing. It was 8-1. You know what, Dan? You're smarter than I am. Stay on the line. We'll give you the tickets. I was, I was so lucky last night. I flipped on the bo- the top of the second when the Braves start- scored, and then I had to go do stuff, came back, came back to, to watch them, that great inning when they bat around. I, it was the perfect way to watch the game. But So at the end, I didn't realize that the Diamondbacks had come back and scored a run when that happened. It was 5-1 after the fifth. It was? It was done. Come on. Hey, that's why... Uh, I got the, these guys get my back. And, Daniel, you'll be going to the Braves game. And, by the way, because the Braves scored eight runs, it's $8 off your premium oil change at uh, Express Oil Change and Service Center. Their full-service oil change, eight bucks off, because every time the Braves scored eight runs or more, 
you get to take a buck off. And today it's two for Tuesday. So whatever they score tonight, if they uh, uh, score enough runs, gets doubled for tomorrow. Uh, yeah, your phone calls on the Bruce Jenner thing. I am interested in this idea of the courage part as opposed to the other issues like the lifestyle part. And I've got this uh, speech story I want to share with you in a second. But first, uh, someone from the newsroom just handed me this. Senior clerics fighting for the Islamic State in Syria and Iraq, ISIS, have issued a diktat banning pigeon breeding because they claim that when you breed pigeons, the sight of the bird's genitalia as they fly overhead is offensive to Islam. Jihadis operating in the group's Euphrates province, which stretches from Anbar to in Iraq uh, over into Syria, told pigeon breeders they had one week to stop the practice or to face public flogging. The announcement isn't the first time ISIS has targeted the apparently blasphemous practice of pigeon feeding, which is popular in the Middle East, pigeon breeding, excuse me. Uh, Earlier this year, it claimed that 15 boys had been arrested and three had been executed by ISIS when they took exception to their pigeon breeding hobby on the grounds that it stopped them from spending time worshiping Allah. So if you want to make... If you're really worried about the Islamist, if you have a strong fear of Muslim terror, pigeons, breed pigeons, that will solve the problem. Another fantastic story that I don't think has gotten enough attention this week. While you were flopped on your sofa, watching sports, stuffing your face full of ice cream, laying around the house, playing video games, What was this 92-year-old woman doing? Harriet Thompson, she ran (laughs) 26.2 miles yesterday, and she's 92 years old. The oldest woman ever to finish a marathon. 92 years old, and she ran a marathon. What's your excuse? By which, of course, I mean, what's my excuse? This is just depressing. Uh, I think about how much I loathe just getting on the elliptical at the gym for 25 minutes. And here's a 92-year-old woman running a marathon. It's amazing to me that I feel as well as I do. I really wasn't expecting. I was very surprised that I could finish it yesterday. And I was so pleased. But I always feel like a million dollars afterwards. I'm a little stiff, but I'm limbering up as a as the day goes on. I would be lying on the ground in a puddle of my own vomit after 11 miles. She ran a whole marathon and she's 92 years old. And just to make me feel worse, she feels great. And I got to give it to her. She is great. She's amazing. She's terrific. But it reminds us what we could do if we simply stopped making excuses and whining about it and went out there and did it, good on you. Way to go, girl. I am Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.